This week, last week we looked at Daniel. Who can, who can remember what we looked at last week? We talked about Daniel and we talked about something that he did. What did you say? He ate vegetables, the 10-day diet. But what was the reason for that? Right. But how did he know the difference? Because he studied what? The Bible. And tonight we want to look at an aspect of our spiritual life that we all struggle with. And when I say all, I mean myself included. What do you think I'm talking about? Start with a P. Prayer. Prayer. How many of you in this room struggle with prayer? Not everybody's time went up, so I might be the only one. But we want to look at another aspect of prayer. As we think of Daniel's life, we think of game on. You see, Daniel could easily said game over. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna just give up on life. I'm gonna do my own thing. But rather, he said, you know what? Game on. And this week we look at it, it's called just a dream. Like I said, this week, we can get the next slide. This week, we can look at an area of our lives, of Daniel's life, that has a strong connection to us. Prayer. Now, don't check out. Some of you just heard the word prayer and fell asleep. Or maybe you thought, oh, I got this. I've been doing this since I was a kid. God is great. God is good. Thanks for the food. Even at school. So maybe you think you have prayer covered. Or maybe you heard the word prayer and thought, oh, I don't do that because it doesn't work. I pray that God would help me pass the test and I fail. How many of y'all done that before? You pray that God help you pass the test and you fail. How many of you didn't study for that test? All right. Yeah, okay. That'd be why you failed, not because you didn't pray. You prayed that your parents would stay together and they didn't. You know, they might got divorced and you prayed that their parents would stay together. And you know what? You feel like, you know what? Why pray? Because God, you didn't answer that prayer. So either prayer isn't for me or there must be some kind of trick I'm missing. No matter what your current feeling of prayer is, all of us have probably wondered, how do I get prayer to work for me? How do I get what I want? And what we may discover through the life of Daniel is a game-changing secret to prayer. You see, when we think of prayer, it's always about me, what I want. Let me ask you a question. How many of you pray when things are bad? That's like the one time you pray. I mean, like, that's the majority of the time you pray when things are bad. How many of you pray when things are good? That's good, that's good, you know. But the main point we look at tonight is this. Prayer is about knowing someone, not getting something. You see, prayer is what? Us talking to our Heavenly Father. Us talking to God. That's what prayer is. Prayer is not me just going to somebody and saying, Oh, can I have this? God, can you please help me pass this test even though I did not study? You know, I, I'll show you my trick when I was in school. The night before the test, if I didn't study, I would pray. But I'd also get that notebook, put it underneath my pillow, and hope that all the stuff would just suck into my brain, and I would pass the test. How many of y'all used to do that? Anyone ever? I ain't that old man, you grammy. 
It used to work well. Well, let's just say it did not work for me. I failed many tests because of not studying, not preparing. It wasn't because God didn't answer my prayer. It was because I only went to God because I wanted something. Let me ask you a question. How do you think your parents feel when you don't want to talk to them on a normal basis, but you, you want to go out on a Saturday night and you want to extend the curfew, or you want some money to go out, and that's the only time you talk to them? How do you think they feel? You, you're using them. But one thing we can know tonight is this, that God doesn't treat us like that. Even though we should always be in constant conversation with our God. That's how we talk to our God, by prayer. And that's the point of this. Prayer is about knowing someone, not getting something. Tonight we're going to look at Daniel chapter 2. And we want to continue to look at Daniel's life and understand something. That even though Daniel went through what he went through in Daniel chapter 1, his trials didn't stop there. Here it is, King Nebuchadnezzar. Let me just give you a little background before we get into verse 17. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. How many of you like to dream? And I ain't talking about the Martin Luther King dream. You know, and I, I never. How many of you sometimes when you have a dream and you just wonder, what in the world does the dream mean? You just wish you had someone you could go to and get an interpreter. Anyone ever been there? You wish you wanted, what in the world this dream, you know. Now, is it me or everybody has a dream when you're on a cliff and you always, and you like falling all of a sudden and then you just wake up? Anyone, everyone have that dream? I think that's a common. You know, like you, you're like falling and you're like, ah! like I can scream. And then all of a sudden you wake up before you hit the floor. You actually do what? Okay. Amber says she actually screams out loud when it happens, so I don't know. Yeah. You wake yourself up. But here it is. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. That he needed someone to interpret. He needed someone to tell him what the dream meant. He even went so far to call all the wise men of the town who was with him and said, look, if you can't tell me what this dream means, I'm going to kill you. I am going to kill you. I'm going to get rid of you, basically. I mean, basically, you could say this. I'm going to take you out. But here we see, we come back to Daniel. Daniel again, trying to do what he can to follow God. And he says this, in verse 17, he says this, in chapter 2. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Who are they? For those who may not know. And his companions. And he told them to seek mercy from God. Of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in the vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Let me stop there for a second. What did Daniel do? Did Daniel say, Let me go in the corner, let me try to figure this out, let's try to get a notepad and let's draw this out, guys. Let's think of a dream, let's see what, what exactly. He's dreaming. Let's see if we can put it together. He didn't do that. What did he do? He went straight to God. 
He went straight to the source. He went straight to the one who could give him the answer. You see, too many times what me and you like to do is we like to try to figure it out on our own. We'd rather go out on a limb and do what we want without asking God, God, what is it that you really want me to do? God, how? what is the answer to this? You know, it connects like last week with the Bible. We will look at everything else before we look at God's Word. The same thing when it comes to prayer. We will all try to find the answer somewhere else. Instead of going to the source of everything of life. Who's that? God. So we see here that Daniel goes straight to God. And then his friends. In verse 20, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seeds me. He removes kings and sets them up. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is the is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To you, O God and my fathers, I give thanks and praise for you. Have given me wisdom and might, and have not made known to me what we ask of you. For you have made known to us the king's matter. You see, Daniel makes it very clear. Look, it's nothing to do with me. I can never answer these questions on my own. I can never give you what the dream means. And we know as the chapter goes on, I encourage you to read it. We know that Daniel interprets the dream and tells the king exactly what the dream means. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar probably wasn't happy with what the dream meant. But we know that Daniel, because of what he did, what happened to Daniel? Does anyone know? Daniel was what? Okay, well, we're going to get to that story later on. But what happened? He got what? He got promoted. He got promoted because he was able to interpret the dream. And it's amazing how we look at the life of Daniel because you already know the story of the lion's den. What did they catch Daniel doing? Praying. You know, that's not the main focus tonight, but we get, you could put that together and understand that one thing Daniel did was pray. He was what you would call the prayer warrior. You know, you have some people who, they, that's what we have in our churches today, prayer warriors. People who always are praying. And I can tell you, I'm not one of them. Prayer is very hard for me. You know, I, I, like I told you before, I have some of the longest prayers in my life. That's right before I go to bed. Because I fall asleep. And I have to say amen when I wake up in the next morning. How many of you ever fall asleep praying? Let's be real. Yeah. That's like the only time I would actually say I spend an hour in prayer. Because I fell asleep. But as me and you think of the story, and we think of prayer, we looked last week at studying God's Word, but this week we understand prayer. And when we understand what prayer is about, we should not really struggle with it. Because prayer is not about what we can get. Prayer is about getting to know someone, and that is our Heavenly Father. Let me ask you a question, guys, or girls. If you want to get to know someone better of the opposite sex, what do you do? Someone say hide? Oh, you say hi, okay. And I said hide. What do we do? You talk to them. You get to know them better. 
It's the same thing when we want to build a relationship with God. We got to, first of all, study His Word. And we also got to pray to get to know Him better. Now see, I would sing the old Sunday school song, and I can't sing on a normal basis. So I definitely need to try it now. But we all know the old Sunday school song that we all grew up singing. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll what? Grow. Grow. Read your Bible, forget to pray, and you'll what? We know that. But how many of us put it into practice? It's sad. So tonight, how are we going to apply this to our lives? First of all, God is not concerned with the words of prayer, but the heart of prayer. You see, sometimes we think that God wants to hear all these theological words, these big words that me and you probably don't even know the meaning of sometimes, but we want to sound so intellectual around our friends, especially in school. You know, and, and you have those some people who just have this proper way of praying. And I, let me just say, I'm not saying you don't be reverent. But let's, let's be real. Some people are just, they just put on this great show. They, you never hear them talk like this in their life, but they just say, Oh, precious Father. You know, it's like, we just thank you for the day. We love you. And you know, it's like, you know that's not them. And that's why it's not important of what the words are. I could say all the deep theological words that I think God may want to hear. But if it's not my heart, it doesn't matter. It has to be the heart. Secondly, in order for us to pray big prayers, we have to have big faith. But big faith doesn't mean that God is going to answer our prayers every time in the way we want. It just means that our faith is moving. We're stretching to believe in God more. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever had a family member that passed away and you prayed for them? And you thought to yourself, why did this happen? You know, we pray and we want someone to get healed and sometimes we think, well, what happened, God? You didn't answer that prayer. So why am I going to come to you again? Well, you see, that's when it comes to our faith. Our faith is what is being stretched. Our faith is what we have to imagine and think. Look, God, what are you trying to teach me? You see, we can't comprehend it because we're here on earth. But for a person that knows Christ as their Savior, and they have died, and they've been in pain and suffering, they're in a far better place. But yet me and you can't understand that because we have the hurt here on earth. I can tell you right now, if there's someone who knows Christ as their Savior and they died, I can tell you right now, they ain't begging to come back on this earth. But if they die and don't know Christ, they're suffering. The third thing is this. When praying, we might need to change our approach. Stop seeing the result you want as the sole purpose of prayer. God wants us to pray for things, but that's not the main point of prayer. You see, me and you, we have a whole list of things that we want. Right now, some of you are probably thinking of Christmas gifts that you want. Dear Lord, I don't want the iPhone 5C. I want the iPhone 5S. Or I want the Samsung S5 and it ain't even out yet. You know, we have all these things that we want. 
You know, we have these prayers of all the things that we want. <coughs> but that is not the main point of prayer. You ever notice sometimes when you ask people for prayer requests? It's always about a self thing. You ask for prayer requests, especially I know when you're in school or church. Let's pray for this one who's sick. Let's pray for this. And there's nothing wrong with that. But how many of us really pray for people who are dying and going to hell? Lord, give me an opportunity to share your word with somebody. You see, these are things we don't think about because we make prayer about us. Making us, making our list happy. We sometimes think that, for those of us who still believe in Santa Claus, we think that God is like Santa Claus. We tell him what we want and he's going to deliver. But that's not what God is. God will give us things that we ask for, but that's not the type of God that he wants us, he is to us. Just the person that gives us the things that we want. Secondly, start acknowledging who God is with no ulterior motive. Pray when you have nothing to ask of God at all. When you taste awesome food, thank God for taste buds. When you hear amazing music, thank God for his creativity. Let me ask a question. How many of you ever wake up in the morning and say, thank God that I could actually walk? Thank God I could actually hear. Thank God I could actually see. Thank God I could actually smell. There are people who can do these things. We take it for granted because we have it all. You see, we need to go to God even when we don't want something, but just to be thankful. Here's another. Start praying like you believe God is able to do what you ask of him. Pray like he's able, even though he may not do what you are asking. Big difference. Understand that I may know that God could do this, but he may not do it. But I still got to trust him because he had a bigger purpose than I could even imagine. I don't know what brings God glory in that sense. Because for me, I may want God to do it this way. But that may not be the way to bring him glory. It may be this way. Lastly, stop making God's answers or lack of answers. The condition of your belief in him. Just because God doesn't answer your prayer the way you want, doesn't mean he doesn't exist or care about you. Faith is trusting in what God wants for you, even if it's different from what you want for you. You see, God wants something that's different than what we want sometimes. So I challenge you tonight, as we think of the game on, let's get our game on. Let's get our prayer on. Let's understand and look. God wants us to talk to him. God wants to have a relationship with us that we aren't just telling you, God, this is what I want. But God, I am thankful that I could have a relationship with you. God, I'm thankful for what you have done for me. And let me tell you something. When I say about praying for food, I think that just sometimes, just, and I'm guilty of it, because we all have done it growing up. The famous prayer for me growing up was, God is great. God is great. We thank you for this food. But let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How many of that actually means anything to us anymore? Or it's just a ritual? We've always done it. It becomes a tradition. 
So I challenge you, again, as the main point said, prayer is about knowing someone, not getting something. Let's pray. Father, again, we just thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you for just allowing us to have another night together. Father, even tonight as we talk about prayer and we talk about just wanting to know you more, and Father, I know I fail you. I fail the time and prayer that I should spend with you. But Father, I pray that you would give all of us in this room a desire to want to spend more time in prayer with you. Give it a desire in our hearts that we would want to become more like you. Just thank you for just all that you have done, and I just pray you continue to be with us for this rest of the night. And I just pray, Father, for just as we go in small groups and play games afterwards, that you would get all the honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen.